At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. America on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we continue betting across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw for the next three hours here at Circus Sportsbook. Amal, it is great to be with you again. And then there were four. I, I like you are like such a college basketball aficionado that I cannot wait to pick your brain. Over the course of the next three hours, we're going to have Mike Pranio on, as we always do on Saturday, sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay. See how the books are doing, who they need today, and where the tickets are coming in. Steve Weisman's going to join us. Uh, Weisman, rather, is going to join us in the next hour. Duke beat writer, get his perspective on the Dukies. And Jim Root, and you've been following Jim on Twitter, and I know you're not on Twitter like I am. Jim is down there in NOLA, and he does not seem to be enjoying the experience of the people so far in the streets of New Orleans. It, people get after it. I'm all. I, I can't wait to hear his perspective. I'll refrain from <laughs> commenting just yet on that. Uh, I, are you a New Orleans guy? Never been. Never been to the Big Easy. I'm probably not the person to ask then about whether you should go or not. Well, you were like, you, that's how many times you've been there? Like a thousand? Too many. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of the city. Really? I think Vegas is a billion times better. I think there's plenty of other places to go. And I can't I'm stand the fact Vegas. that they have the Final Four every time down there. It's the city, when you go down in the French Quarter, whether you're on Canal or some of the other streets, it smells like urine everywhere. That's, that's what Jim was alluding to Yeah, on Twitter. Oh, is it, Yeah, is you could almost smell it through, through Twitter. I mean, that's how it can be pervasive. You know, I have an affinity for New Orleans for one reason. 2003. Oh, national championship for Syracuse? Carmelo, G-Mac, Jim Beheim gets his only national championship. That's what I think of when I think of March Madness. And New Orleans. I know you got a plethora of questions regarding the Final Four, but may I ask you one question since we've got 100, well, you got, excuse me, 180 minutes to kill? Yeah. Jim Beheim, you yes. mentioned that uh, national title 20 years ago now, 19 seasons uh, coming up. It feels up like yesterday. Fair enough. However, my question to you is, <laughs> at what point in time do they say, we're going to make a change and move on? I, I don't get it. I mean, is, is the Q's program now accepting below being 500? Amal, he has had one... Under 500 season. It was this year. And they, they banned Buddy Beheim, or else they would have beat Duke and possibly made the Virginia Tech run the ACC. My Ohio State Buckeyes mm -hmm. have had two losing seasons in the last 70 years. And that was, that was because we shouldn't even accept a bowl game against Florida there with, uh, with Luke Fickle, and they went six and seven. 
By the way, I got a tweet uh, from Brian who said, cannot wait for Maul's love for Coach K. Would you like to address Twitter and your love for Coach K? Well, here's why I have disdain for Coach K. Look, if you're a jerk, just be a jerk. Don't try to be a phony. <laughs> My problem is the guy's about as real as a $3 bill. You know, you, the, the coach at Iowa, Fran McCaffrey, he's not a warm and friendly guy. He's but not. He, but he doesn't pretend to be. That's why I at least respect him. Be who you are. Then why don't you love Bayheim? I think Bayheim's a jerk too, but here's the difference. He doesn't try to be pretend to be something he else. That's no. what I'm saying. That's my whole point. You want to be Roy Williams, you want to be Dean Smith, you want to be John Wooden, you want to be one of these guys, then don't sit there on the other end trying to act like you're such a great guy. Here's a question I've asked everybody this time that defends Coach K. 40 years of coaching. How come Grant Hill, the biggest name in college basketball, would you agree from broadcasting is Jay Billis? Yes. None of these guys come out and vociferously defend Coach K and say, you know what? I tell you, this guy was life-changing. When you listen to players talk about Dean Smith, you know, we call Coach Smith, I'm deciding I might get married, I'm going to buy a house. They make life-changing decisions when he was alive. They would call him and ask him questions. I don't get it why potentially a fourth number one overall pick in Palo Bancaro, Kyrie, Zion, Elton Brand, none of these guys come out and say, tell you what, you know, Coach K had such a profound impact on my life. And, and you know, we know so many people, it might be at the high school level, the collegiate level, the professional level, that have had coaches, maybe professors, teachers, who have had an influence on their life in mm -hmm. a positive way. I have yet to hear anybody come out and say, I tell you what, I, I am a better for person for having spent time with Coach K. I'll give you a quick quote. Jamal Wilkes, great UCLA Bruin, Los Angeles Laker. A friend of mine was at dinner with him one night. He goes, you know, you had all these great players. He goes, he goes Jimmy, it was about one person. It was about Coach J Wooden. That's it. That's why we all came to UCLA. These guys all come here because this, this is it's just a trade-off. You provide us an opportunity. You provide us a platform. Look, as much as I hate Duke, if I were a market, if I wanted to be marketed, I would go play for Duke because no college basketball program plays more on ESPN or ESPN two. They don't play on ESPNU, right? You might get one game a year in the ACC network when they're stuck going to. I don't want to say Black Blacksburg, but you knew that. <laughs> You Love Blacksburg. Love it this time. Of year. I hope that answers your question, Brian. Amal's thoughts on Coach K. Because look, I get it, and I understand what you're saying. And yes, maybe he's not warm and fuzzy, and the you don't players have to be. No, but I will say this: if that transaction and that agreement leads you to what 13 Final Fours, then it's working for for all parties involved. I, I'm not saying it's not. I, I'm saying don't be Bill Cosby. Don't try and sell something in the front and then do something in the back. He, this guy wants to be Dean Smith and John Wooden. You are not as a person. Just be the jerk that you are. Comes from the Bobby Knight tree. Bobby, yeah, but Knight. Bobby Knight, Landon Turner. If you don't know the Landon Turner oh, yeah. story, look it up. You know that story, mm -hmm. right? Where he helped him get drafted by Red no Arbeck. question. Ricky Calloway played for Bobby Knight, transferred to KU, needs a job, calls up Bobby Knight. Two days later, he's sitting in the president of Harrow Hotels interviewing for a job. Bobby Knight does a lot of things for previous players that played for him. He may be one way or the other, but he doesn't try to pretend to be something else. I heard J.J. Redick on a HBO show this week with uh, Bob Costas, and, and he did defend Coach K against some critics and, and some of his practice. So I've, I've heard some of those guys defend K, if that's what you're looking for. I'm not looking for that. People should be speaking. I get final, one final question. Christian Leitner went to the final game against Carolina. Never saw him. Never saw him? That, that is How one is of those bizarre possible? things. I heard that, Amal, and my antenna went up. And I went, what, the, the greatest shot, arguably, in college basketball yeah. history. You can make that case, Christian Leitner, to beat Kentucky. One of the 10 greatest college players of all time. It makes, I mean, that, that game. And that shot to launch that team yes. to another national championship. That is Kay's moment of moments. Yes. And he goes back for the final game and he said it almost flippantly, like, Yeah, I was there. You know, I never got to see coach. Like, how how, how does that happen? How do you not seek him out? Go, Christian, hug. As they say in court, the defense rests, Your Honor.
By the way, the Dukies, uh, I wonder where this number is going to go. It's something that Wes Reynolds and I talked about last week, uh, earlier in the week, that we thought the total would go up. And I'm all starting to go up here as it's now up to 152.5. Remember, earlier in the week, get that at 151. I advise people then, if you like to, and this is an exercise gamblers should do. Try to figure out where the, you think the line movement is going right. to go uh, be, beginning of the week to the end of the week because you can really get that closing line value you're trying to find. And now it's up almost two points, a point and a half already. I think this is going to hit 153 before they actually tip off. I tend to agree with you. The one thing I would do, though, is I would refrain from betting this game until you watch the KU-Villanova game to see how the players kind of adjust to the shooting backdrop. Right. Dave, you've covered Final Fours. When you're Man. going to these cavernous arenas, sometimes players don't adjust immediately. I think that's something that's important because when you have a total of 153, if you were to have a lull early part of the game, say for about you know, a few minutes where teams are not shooting the ball efficiently, you could wind up with a total at 146, 147 and a half in play, a much better number potentially. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, unless you're extremely, uh, you know, adamant in your position on taking the over, I would potentially wait to see if there's a better number on the end game. I think it's great advice because, again, what you're looking for there, to Amal's point, is if you get off to that slow start, which is, it's easier to get off to that slow start. You can't, you can't win the over in the first half, but you can lose it. You can lose it with a bad start, and certainly, and we've talked about this a lot, once you get out of those friendly confines, and I know that people are going to look back at the two games in uh, Durham and at Chapel Hill and go, those games went well over. Those are our, those are your gyms. That's the way you play, right? Now you're going to get the first time ever that we've ever seen these two-story programs, uh, not only in the NCAA tournament, but in the Final Four. You could get nervy. I mean, I don't know that K is going to feel any nerves, but the kids could feel nerves for K, knowing, man, we can't lose to Carolina again. I think the fact that they got embarrassed in the second half on their home floor actually is a benefit for Duke. This is not a, what I would consider a true revenge game because remember they embarrassed um, Duke, excuse me, Carolina on their home floor. Mm -hmm. So I look at it like this is going to be a focused Duke team. If you're Carolina, you better be ready for a fight from the first round when the bell rings. I, I think Duke's going to come out. I didn't play this game, but I lean towards Duke minus four here. As do uh, I. Uh, I just think they're the more talented team. But I'm going to tell you, and we got a photo of it on the screen, was perfect. Brady Manick, to me, is an X factor in this mm -hmm. game. If he shoots the ball well, I think they've got a great chance. And I think as good as Williams is, he can get potentially into foul trouble, but as could uh, Amando Baycott. For me, though, Baycott is more important remaining on the floor for Carolina than Williams is for Duke. It's so interesting because when you look at Carolina and this is an eight seed, it's still North Carolina. It, when you mention like Baycott and you look at Manic and you look at Love and you look at the overall roster that Hubert has, and I get it. He got these are Roy's guys yeah. that, that he had. The talent level is not eight versus two. I mean, there is no way like Duke's got more talent, but this is not an, a, a wide variance of talent, right? Carolina has legit players. They do. Um, I would push back a little bit in this sense. When you look at some of these other teams. Now at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you say talent, mm-hmm. are, are we projecting to the NBA level? Yes. Okay. Well, Duke's got five guys. They got pros. Be, they, they've got five guys who are probably going to be drafted in the first 40 to 45. Mm-hmm. Potentially five guys who can get in the first round. When you look at North Carolina's roster, I think Caleb Love will probably leave after this year mm-hmm. because I don't think his uh, value or stock is going to be any higher. Agreed. Um, Brady Maddox's not an NBA player. No. Nope. Caleb Love, I'm sorry, uh, Amando Baycott. He's a big that I think could be serviceable, right? He could be an off-the-bench guy. Yeah. Paolo Bancaro is a franchise player. No doubt. Williams is a potential, uh, I don't want to say all-NBA type of defender, but he he's a difference maker on the bench, I mean, off the bench for somebody. Um, Akeels is a terrific player. They've got some guys that are really going to have an opportunity there. So I don't know if I would necessarily equate the Carolina talent. Remember, De'Ron Sharp left early. He would have been in this game mm-hmm. had he been there. Uh, he left. He was in that same class with Baycott. So I, I look at it um, as, excuse me, with uh, love. But to me, I don't know if the talent is the same. I, I'm with you, though. I, I look at Duke and I say, you know, we've got, look, I don't want this to be about our producer, Elliot Baumann, and bring up Purdue and all the, the pros they have that didn't get past St. Peter's. I mean, like, Purdue has pros, right? And they couldn't beat St. Peter's. I mean, I, that's, that's just got to stick in the crawl. I believe they have the best NBA player in this year's draft who played, Jaden Ivey. I agree. Sorry, Elliot. We will not bring up Purdue anymore for the next three hours. We, we won't need to. When we come back, we're going to talk about where the money is going in this Final Four. Come on back. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. day in baseball in the opening round of the Masters are the same day. So that first week of April is going to be jam-packed with betting intel from all of our experts. We're going to have a breakdown of every golfer in the field, plus future bets and matchups from the long shots. Guys like Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans, they do a great job. Sign up today, get full access to VEASAN through the start of baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL Draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash spring. Dave Ross alongside one of those experts, Maul Shaw. We are here at Circus Sportsbook. This is Betting Across America. And I don't want to bury the lead there as I read that promo for the long shots, guys. I mean, we're here at Circus. We got the big board behind me. And I was leaving after we did something else, which I can't wait to talk about in a couple couple weeks for boxing. We got a big boxing event coming up in a couple weeks. And I look up at the big board and I see all these futures for one guy. Eldrick Woods. Tiger Woods. And I'm all, I thought, this is, this is what sports betting utopia feels like. That we are talking about Tiger Woods next week, putting that peg in the ground, and right here, will he make the cut? Plus 140, if you think he will. Amal, let's just break this down for you. He has never missed the cut at Augusta as a professional. Ever. And now, we're going to lay money and play the no that he's not going to make the cut? Are you kidding me? This guy doesn't tee it up unless he thinks, not can I make the cut, but can I win? That's where he is mentally. First of all, I would agree with you. I think you bring up an excellent point. He is not going to go out there and compete. 
He's not just going to go out there to just play if he doesn't think he has the capability of genuinely winning this thing. You brought up a point to me before the show, and I thought it was a really good one. There's going to be 90 to 100 players at Augusta. We're going to have 45 to 50 make the cut. Mm -hmm. There's a prop bet here at Circa at 4 to 1 he'll finish in the top 20. So if you feel like you do, that he's going to make the cut, then why not take a shot at him to finish in the top 20? Because you're looking at, in essence, right, if there's if there's 45 to 50 players, what are we talking about here? 44th? Are you 44% to 50%? you got to be in that range. So for me, I would take a shot at him at 4 to 1 if you believe he has the opportunity to make the cut. Over $4 right now if you believe he can get in the top 20 that we have here at the big board at Circa. So shop around a little bit. But I think that's a great – it's an astute observation – you know, he, he came off some things and some issues. If you go way back, obviously, with the, the nine iron through the car with his former wife, Elon. And when he first came back, like people have talked about it, he didn't have it, right? Mentally, he wasn't there. He finished top five that year. Like, people forget about that stuff. Like, bad Tiger at Augusta, if this guy can walk, and I know that's what the issue is. And again, by the way, he's not officially in the field yet. But I think we'd all be stunned now if he didn't play. If he plays, I'm not going to say that he that he's a lock for top 20 because again, really good plus value. But I like his chances if he because he has said he's on record so many times. I will never be a ceremonial golfer. I won't do it. That's not who he is. So I don't think he goes out there and potentially embarrasses himself if he really doesn't think I can can compete with these kids. Yeah. Also, the other thing is remember, and, and he's not out there for the money, obviously, but in certain sports, guys hang on you know, waiting around like they're waiting for a pension because they're collecting so much money just sitting on the bench. But in this case, you're going out there to compete to win. For him, it's all about winning. It doesn't matter what tournament he's in. It's about winning. In my lifetime, there have only been four players I've ever seen that I thought won matches, games, whatever it may be, before it started. Yes. From an intimidation factor, and I'll tell you, Tiger on the golf course, Jordan against a different handful of guys in the NBA, uh, Tyson in his prime. yes. And then, for me, Rafael Nadal, when he would take on Roger Federer, particularly on clay. Like, Roger's just came. It was over. He was already mentally defeated. And to me, when you get out there, it reminds me of the U.S. Open. Remember he went into the tiebreaker against Rocco Mediate? Mm -hmm. And a broken leg. Well, I remember he ties it up on 18 or wherever. It was 17 or 18, ties it up. And Rocco Mediate goes, well, that's just Tiger. And I'm like, yes. I I said to myself, I said, Look, I'm not going to criticize a guy who obviously was a, a runner-up at the U.S. Open, but I, I don't like that attitude. To me, the great ones have the attitude. There's not a single person that can beat me out there. It's a great point. He's on 18. He has to make about a sidewinding 20-footer double break. And if he misses, Rocco Mediate is the U.S. Open champion. Right. And he's got a broken leg that he's standing on, and he makes it. And Rocco's response was, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. It's Tiger, right? Yeah. He expected him to make it because it's Tiger Woods. And then they got to play the next day, 18 holes, walking on a, essentially a broken leg, and Tiger beats him. I mean, that's the mentality of this dude where it's like, okay, I, he's not going to be 100%. There's no way physically after that car accident that we all saw less than 14 months ago. And then to now some – like, if he wins them all – I will say that I think it'd be the greatest story in the history of sports. I don't know if there'd be one that would top it if well, he could win the Masters this year. Well, I, I, I would not necessarily sign off on that. However, <laughs> I, I will say this. I, I, I like you, Dave. That's why I took the. I rarely know very, where the, I rarely know where the high road is. It's very but I actually took the. Uh, yeah, you, I you took did. the on ramp on that one. Um, 
But, you know, to me, one of the greatest bets I've ever seen was somebody bet like $80,000 on Tiger to win the Masters the year he won. His last time he won the Masters. And he won like 1.2, 1.3, whatever it was. Insane. Do you, do you believe he could potentially do that? That seems like a bit of a long shot this time around. Here's the thing. I was one of those guys when he was coming off. See, to me, there's a difference for golf between mental and physical challenges. Right. Okay. I was in the camp that Tiger would never win another major after he'd won 14. And we hadn't seen him since that day yeah. against Rocco Media when he won in the broken leg. And then he had all the personal issues. Right. right? But that didn't worry me at the time because I thought, well, eventually he'll get his mind right. But the golf won't go. The back surgeries, the broken legs, the re-swings, the switching of caddies. All of those things, I thought, were bigger inhibitors of Tiger to ever win again. Because, you know, you look at Phil Mickelson, people go, well, Phil won at 50 last year at the PGA, right? Phil's never switched his golf swing. He's had the same golf swing for 30 years, right? Now, Phil's going through his mental issues. But the golf swing still remains the same. But but Tiger's golf swing has changed them all. It's like a chameleon how many times he's changed his golf swing. I don't think Phil's going through his mental issues. I think the cancel culture is after him, so he's got to say he's going through mental issues. I think you're right. By the way, that's such a great point. That the fact that if you could could have wagered on Phil Mickelson to not be there and Tiger Woods to be there. Yeah, exactly. Well, we talk about flipping those scripts. You know, that's interesting because I did have some talks. And again, we're going to have Carl Paulson on um, uh, Michael Lombardi show on the Lombardi line on Tuesday. He's going to be down at Augusta National Series XM, uh, former PGA Tour player. And there is some beliefs that the tour even though they've never announced a suspension for Phil, as basically it's like a shadow ban. We're not saying that he's been suspended, but he's wink, wink, not going to be at Augusta for mental, for, for his own for his own issues. I wish Phil would come out and play. And so, it, the, so do I. The reason is, I think we're in agreement behind Tiger. Phil is the biggest golfer the last 25 years. Yes. Okay. And he's a crowd favorite. I mean, everybody seems to love lefty. I'm, I'm not a golf guy. By the way, I love the fact that you could catch my... I have two golf references. The Rocco Mediate and the John Vandeveld. You nailed all <laughs> Vandeveld. Oh, my and, God. And, uh, but um, to me, I'm like, you know what? He has enough money. You know when they say F you money? He has F you money. I would be out there telling people F you. I'm playing. You don't want me to play? Make, make a story about this. We'll sit down with 60 Minutes. We'll talk about this. Go after it. I mean, he has the money and the, the ability to do that. Right now, as good as a um, you know DeChambeau, mm-hmm. a Brooks Kepka, yes. DJ, none of these guys, by the average person, could get picked out of a police lineup if they were standing in it by themselves. Lefty and Tiger are the face of golf still, in my opinion, even though the younger guys are coming up. You nailed it. And, and I don't know that that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's like, you know, I, I saw this stat last night of John Morant and how they've only lost two games without John Morant, yeah. and they're barely over 500 with him. And I go, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is it a good thing or a bad thing that golf right now really still it's Tiger? I mean, this is the, this buzz for this Masters is the, the idea that Tiger Woods is going to be back and you can bet on Tiger Woods whether he's going to make the cut, finish in the top 20, or dare I say win it. I mean, I don't know that that shows that the rest of the game is in a healthy spot because he can't play forever. Phil is now north of 50. These guys can't play forever. What What's next? Because Jordan Spieth, as great as Jordan Spieth is, does he move the meter for you? No. Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson. These are guys. John Rahm. These are guys. Great golfers. Probably Hall of Fame golfers that we're talking about. But do they move the meter to pack out, you know, a, a sports book on a Thursday for the first round of Augusta? Dave, I think you bring up an excellent point. There are two niche sports that have loyal followings, golf and tennis. I think they both got problems moving forward when you look at the players coming up behind. 
I, Roger, Rafa, Novak, eventually when they step aside, they're all in their late 30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger's really got maybe a year or two left. Tiger and Lefty, when they get to a point where they're no longer playing or competing, I mean, I can remember having covered the Byron Nelson and the Colonial. When Tiger wouldn't play at the Colonial, nobody would go. When you'd play at the Nelson, huge, huge, right? Like next to the FBR, it was probably one of the biggest uh, tournaments on tour outside of the majors in terms of attendance. Um, so I think it's a real challenge when you look at golf moving forward. What do they do? I've actually, you know, I've always said, listen, you should allow people to have air horns back there in the backswing, make it far more entertaining. The, between tennis Stop. and golf, everybody. Uh, quiet, please. We're ready By the way, play. when you bring up Vandeveld, he had a three-shot lead in the 18th hole at the yes. British Open, and he somehow lost it in, in a playoff. I'll never forget Peter Allison in the call. said, oh, Lord, somebody wash him down and give him a fine brandy. It's a great <laughs> More than line. a brandy after that one. What a choke <laughs> job that was. All right, I can't believe we talked golf. That was fantastic. We'll get back to the Final Four. I promise when you come back with us, it is right here, Betting Across America, on the Sports Betting Network. Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends, oven-baked sizzling bacon, freshly cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it all home. So, make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru, pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw. This is Betting Across America right here on VCN. I will tell you this. And you know what? You don't want to do the payola thing and get in trouble. If they brought in a breakfast baconator, I would house that thing in record time right now. It looks so good to me. You know, I made the mistake today because I usually come on at 11. We're on at 12 and then we do three hours. And I'm out of here by noon normally. I didn't eat anything. And I'm like, man. don't. It's not to discuss food for the next two and a half hours. <laughs> if we can do it. But that looks fantastic by Wendy's. Uh, Amal, it is very interesting when we look at the Final Four, and obviously sides and totals, we know how tight they're going to be, and they're always tight this time of year. And I I think that first game in particular between Kansas and Villanova is a tough handicap because we don't know what Villanova is going to look out without more because you take out 15 points per game in that starting lineup, and really his defense, and it's a point that Wes made as we were doing a little crosstalk with, with Femi, and I think it's an excellent point. They might miss him defensively, more than they do offensively. I think Jay Wright can make up for the 15 points. But then the handicap becomes, ooh, can you slow him down? So when you look at this at first blush, and I don't want you to give me any picks because we, we got a lot of time to get there before we actually tip at the end of our show. Are you concerned as I am that, that, that Moore's injury, taking him out a week, it, it might not be that big a deal today, but if they win in advance to Monday, that's where the real problem could rear its ugly head. No, I actually have a completely different perspective than you on that. If they win this game, I'm not worried about it moving forward. Okay. Now, uh, the size obviously is a factor if you play Duke, even even against Carolina to a certain extent. But Carolina's not as big as they've been in years past. Um, to me, if they were to match up with Duke, I, I would be concerned about can Dixon. You got two big guys out there for Duke, and how do they slow it down? But you got to give Jay Wright a ton of credit. They found ways through situations. This would be, in my opinion, probably his best coaching job in the Final Four if they were able to win this game. I am concerned from an offensive standpoint. Jermaine Samuels has to step up, which I think he's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. But 
Dave, I'm not ready to go against Kansas in this spot simply because I think Obaji hasn't played great. He has. Remy Martin has been terrific. And I thought KU played, outside of that first game against Texas Southern, their best half of the tournament um, in terms of the second half against Miami. And if they keep that rolling, it's they're going to be a tough out today against Villanova. Let's talk about some of those Kansas props. Because you mentioned Abaji here. Now, right now, he's got the highest point total for KU. You can understand that. 16.5 is the over-under, uh, plus a dollar if you want to go with the over uh, minus uh, minus 125 if you like the under if you think they can corral him now again this is also a game script we're not expecting a lot of points here we saw the total I believe at 132 and a half here at BetMGM and then I, I look at Remy Martin right at the top and I go that's been the difference maker to me for this KU run here to the final four and right now he is at 11 and a half uh, Jalen Wilson also at 11 and a half and same thing for Christian Braun so all those three guys have the same total and then Baji there at 16 and a half. Is there a lean either way on some of those bigger names for KU? Yeah, I like Abaji under 16 and a half. I think it's a bigger number. I think Villanova's defense is good enough, as we saw against Houston, to really slow teams down. The other thing is, Dave, I think that Remy Martin, Jalen Wilson will be also guys you have to pay attention to, Christian Brown as well. I look at their numbers being a five-point differential as big in terms of the spread compared to what you see with Abaji. He's very capable. But I think this would be a much more difficult game offensively if you are him, because I think Villanova needs to slow him down to have a shot. If they do that, I think they got a great chance. If you're Jay Wright and you look at those names on the board for Rock Chalk, who do you, who's the head of the snake? Is it Remy Martin now? And I know that Baji again, he's the big score, but sometimes you know how this works. Jay Wright might say, you know what? I'll let, if Baji goes off and he gets 22, great. But you know what? Martin's going to have six. Wilson's going to have seven. Braun's going to have eight. I'm going to limit the other guys. And if you want to go one-on-one, play hero ball, go right ahead. Great question. And I think the answer to that is two guys. I think it's Wilson and, and Brown. Because Christian Brown, when he gets going to go with Obaji and Remy Martin, KU becomes pretty much unstoppable mm-hmm. offensively. Wilson's another guy. If he can become that third guy offensively, then I think Kansas is going to be able to win this game comfortably. My concern is if... Obagi can get his. He can get over that 16 and a half and get to 20, no problem. Remy Martin, get 13 or 14 points. But it's the third score. If you allow them to be effective, then I think it becomes too difficult, and you bring, bring up a great point. you got to slow down Wilson and Brown. If you can do that against those two, they get through. Let's flip the script and talk about Jay Wright and see if he can cut down the nets for the third time as the head coach of Villanova. And again, we mentioned more out of the lineup here and those 15 points per game. So you know Colin Gillespie is going to be the big fish that uh, Kansas is going to try to fry. 15 and a half is his total here. Minus five if you like the over. Minus 120 if you think Kansas can really limit him. Then you look at Samuels at 14 and a half. Daniels at 12 and a half. And Dixon at eight and a half here. So again, you talk about those third options. And that would mean here by the player prop scenario, Daniels would be that third option. What do you think Kansas tries to do? Hey, Kansas doesn't mind if Villanova wants to speed it up. That's what Kansas wants to do. But for Villanova, these feel like high totals for a team that's not known for their offense. Well, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I would say this, though. I think Gillespie gets over for a couple of reasons. First of all, he's the guy that's going to take late shot situation uh, attempts for uh, Villanova. The other thing is he's 92% at the free throw line. He's very good at getting to the line when you're in foul trouble. You know, they're bringing the ball up the floor. Somebody is overzealous in their pressure, and he, he can just kind of force you into a foul. I think there'll be some opportunities. Dave, I would say if there was a player prop on a Gillespie, number of free throws over or under five, I would take the over, and I would probably think he's going to make them all. I think because of his efficiency to shoot the basketball, he's very dangerous. So I like Colin Gillespie over the 15 and a half. 
Jermaine Samuels, I really like him a lot more than probably other people do. Uh, I don't know about this total, 14 and a half. I don't think he's going to have an easy opportunity offensively because when you look at Wilson, you look at Brown, you look at Obagi, none of these guys get credit for how good of athletes they are. Brown is a really good defender, good length. Um, he's a great leaper, can really create some problems there for you. Uh, Daniel's complete pass on Eric Dixon going up against McCormick. This would be an interesting one. Dixon's got to win this battle for uh, Villanova if they're going to have a chance to win this game tonight. Yeah, first half, by the way, uh, KU is two and a half, and the over here at BetMGM is 61 and a half. Those are very interesting numbers to me because, again, if you're a backer of Villanova, I think that first half is where they're going to do their, their best work. So, to me, a money line scenario there. And, again, you get Nova plus money plus 135 if you think they can at least win the first half. And, and I do think Jay Wright, you know, we're going to figure out the rotations without more how he shortens that bench even more, no pun intended. You know, that that to me is, is, a, is a real play that I would like if I'm backing Nova, which I am in this spot, that I like them outright to win that first half. Let's see if they can do it for 40 minutes instead of just 20. Uh, very quickly, we're going to have Mike Pranio on uh, in the next segment. So we'll get his thoughts on where he's seeing the money come in. When I look at Duke and Carolina, and again, we mentioned this off the top, that total is increasing. That first half number is Duke two and a half. The over-under set at 70 and a half here. What do you make of Carolina's chances to come out? Because I'm with you. I kind of think Duke's going to come out hot and come out all cylinders firing. Yeah, I think Carolina's got a chance here. I mean, they got to shoot the ball well. I really feel like, unlike the first game, in the second game, we'll have an idea of how this game's going to play out fairly quickly. I could be completely wrong. Um, but I, be, I believe if Carolina shoots the ball well, they're going to be there all game. Um, I think there's a greater likelihood that or greater possibility that Duke blows out Carolina as opposed to Carolina blowing out Duke. Mm. So for me, it's going to come down to can Carolina withstand that first punch until we get to the under 16 media timeout. Let's take a look at Duke and some of their player props very quickly. We can understand why Pangero is the leader here for them at 17 and a half points for the over under uh, minus 115 each way. Mark Williams is a guy we talked about. Look, not just defense and rebounding. He can score too. 13 and a half. Lendell Moore Jr., they're a different team when he plays well. Same can be said for A.J. Griffin. We've seen Jeremy Roach kind of really start to get his sea legs in this tournament. Is there anybody on that board? Do you go right to Paolo, or do you say, you know what, I like some of these others to potentially have some big days? Yeah, I think in a game like this, Bancaro gets over the number. You know, he's been able to deliver clutch shots for this team throughout the course of the season. You go back to the Gonzaga game, he had, I think, 18 in the first half against the Zags here in Las Vegas. Um, he played great down the stretch against Texas Tech hit big shots, uh, made plays when necessary throughout this tournament. I think 17 and a half is a number he can exceed. You know, the rest of the guys, Dave, I, I'm not you know, anticipating one way or the other. I, I think it's a bit of a tougher call. Uh, Williams, the nine and a half rebounds intrigues me. Mm. Um, I might potentially look at the over there just because we're going to have a lot more shot attempts. He's no doubt. A, he's a guy, tallest guy on the floor, can really make a difference in terms of what he does for this uh, team defensively in terms of rebounding, but also offensive rebounding as well. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Tempo is the key. And we talked about with the Villanova-Kansas game, what style we're going to get. We, we believe it's going to be slowed down, but Kansas likes to run too. But that's a great point about Williams. And the over, by the way, is uh, minus 105 if you like him to get over 9.5 rebounds because the volume. Yeah. These teams are not going to play half court. They have their druthers. This is not going to be a half-court half basketball game. This game is going to be played in open space. And Williams can, and can pick him up and put him down. So as long as he's not in foul trouble, I think you're right on there. That's a sneaky good prop play potentially at 9.5 over for the rebounds there. And again, 
I don't know how much, how many assists you're going to see. These teams can go one-on-one. -on -one. Certainly Duke can. So I don't know that it's going to be like a Villanova scenario where they really distribute the basketball to set up other guys. Duke, some guy, we talked about it. They got pros. Sometimes they play like it, and sometimes it's to their uh, detriment as well. All right, when we come back, we're going to go back out to Mandalay Bay and catch up with Mike Franio there, see where the tickets are coming in, and see what that Tiger action is all about for Augusta. Come on back, Betting Across America, here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The king of sportsbooks unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Come on out. You can convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM. App. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw. This is Betting Across America. We are here at Circus Sportsbook. He, Mike Peranio, joins us each and every Saturday over at Mandalay Bay. Of course, he is the Sportsbook Manager. Mike, it is great to have you here on this Final Four Saturday and I got to know, what's the vibe like now? It feels like the calm before the storm here. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Circa, I'm sure that's got to be the same vibe over there at Mandalay Bay. Yeah, it's kind of winding up. I mean, there's so much going on in Vegas. I, I don't know if people understand, especially MGM Resorts, that what what's happened in Vegas over the last year with all the the interesting stuff that's happening. The draft being here, you know, the stadium's been here now a while. Grammys are here this weekend. They got a private concert for Tim McGraw for <laughs> our MGM rewards customers, like 7,000 invited guests. So it's uh, it's just strange. Uh, someone asked me the other day, is this, you know, gambling across America hurting Vegas? And I said, no, every time it expands, we get bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I, Mike, I didn't even realize the Grammys were here this weekend. Yeah, 
that's amazing. Uh, I don't know if you can find a room or a parking spot here right now, but uh, everyone's slowly starting to come in, and by, you know, 2, 2.30, this place is going to be hopping. We're ready. Uh, that's going to so be we awesome. We some seats if you get here now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about what you're seeing so far, Mike, over there at Mandalay yeah. Bay, because obviously we're seeing – which surprises me a little bit that the ticket count here for the big one, which is Duke UNC today, 59% of the tickets are on UNC, but the handle 74% on Carolina. Oh, I mean, they are back in Carolina blue with their money, Mike. See, and, and MGM resorts are books and I'm not just, you know, not, maybe not all of Vegas, but ticket count on Duke is about even. And, and, you know, I did a radio show Friday and money was even, but now the ticket count's still even on Duke, at least with our books. But money is about two to one on Duke now, so uh, it's interesting. Uh, we couldn't get anyone to bet the opposite of Kansas all week. I mean, it was Kansas, almost 99% of the bets, and wow. now that's starting to change a little bit. Uh, ticket count on Kansas is about three to two, and money's about nine to five. So, uh, you know, those one of those games where we can't buy a, someone to bet the other side of the game, that tells me Villanova might be a pretty good play today, even though they have a big injury, you know? I'm kind of right there with Mike both. on that. I would agree with you, Mike. Yeah, we, need, we need both games dogs, just so you know. First of all, Mike, I don't appreciate you stepping out on us less than 24 hours before coming on with us, but we'll address that another time. <laughs> hey, it was it was only a radio show. I, I, I think I, and, I, and I think I mentioned your guys' uh, network out there about twice. So. That we're good. Thank you. Thank you. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Forget what I said. Uh, I tend to agree with you. It surprised me a little bit. We have not seen this number move, though, because mm -hmm. I got to tell you, I can't find a single person to take a team that's got a two-time national champion head coach in Villanova. Been there, done that. Gillespie, remember, was on that team uh, with Jenkins hit the winning shot. It just seems like because of the Justin Moore in uh, injury, nobody wants to touch Villanova, and I think it's a bit of an overreaction. Yeah, I think uh, you're you know you're right on spot with that, and uh, you know it is a big injury, and uh, but if you talk in, in interviews with teams that have been eliminated, teams that played Villanova, I see a lot of coaches and players saying you guys are overlooking Villanova. They're loaded and they're good. And they have, they play a kind of basketball that this time of year you want to play. So uh, I think you're right on that. I think it's overreaction to injuries, but you know, who are we kidding? We saw what happened when we, they thought Tampa Bay lost Tom Brady. Everyone <laughs> panicked and, and jumped off the wagon until he came back. So maybe it's similar to that. Yeah. I'm right there with you guys. I'm kind of hoping to see if I can get a five uh, pop before we get to tip here uh, in a couple hours. But, Mike, when you look ahead to Monday night in the national championship game, would you guys, I know you want UNC today, if Duke does get through, let's just say the favorites hold, Duke-Kansas, which way do you think that you would anticipate the money to come in there? You know, that's going to be hard. I think you're going to see a lot of Duke betting because of his final game. And, uh, you know, I think we talked about it last week. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like Duke's making a run. And, you know, there's, a, I'm not a, Coach K, I, it, the stat I heard, and I, maybe we talked about it last week, but it, it, it's worth repeating. Coach K against Michigan State and Izzo is 13-3 and three lifetime. That Michigan State program is one of the top period, top three maybe in the last 20 years, or at least since Izzo's been there. And to, for him to have a 13-3 and three record, that's all you need to say. That's enough praise and, and for for Coach K, because that's a, an amazing stat. Yeah, he's done a tremendous, tremendously well. Obviously, you mentioned against Izzo and company. When you look at these four teams, 
Uh, obviously, I think Duke is the odds-on favorite to win it all. I- I'm pulling for KU here because I believe they have the better chance of knocking off the two teams from the other side. If Villanova were to win this game, do you give them an equal chance as uh, Kansas of winning this? I just feel like KU matches up a little better with these two teams potentially on Monday. Yeah, if it was, yeah, I think you're you're right on that, and I, I think we're going to set the line based on what we're seeing the public do. Even if Villanova does win today, I'm I, I'm pretty sure against either UNC or Duke, you're going to see the same thing where their top players gone. How much longer can they keep winning? And I think you'll see them being an underlay uh, uh, and something to look at uh, even on Monday. But we'll we'll see what happens today. But uh, as far as futures going. Uh, we're still the best result. Obviously, when we lost Gonzaga and Arizona and all the top ones, we're, we're making money no matter what on futures. But uh, the best results for us is Nova to win, and then KU second, then NC, and then Duke. So that tells me people have been betting Duke uh, probably because of Coach K. But uh, we, we're rooting for Nova, that's for sure, and KU, because it's a little better for those than the other two. Plus $5 right now if you still want to get on Nova, if they can win two more games. Talking with Mike Pranio, the sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay. And, Mike, i got to be honest with you, in between breaks, I can't get them all to stop talking about Tiger Woods and Augusta National. It's all we talk about during the break. What's the buzz like over at Mandalay Bay for the possibility of LT Gray coming back? Did you expect this? Because I certainly didn't. It's a pleasant surprise for golf fans like myself. But is it being reflected in, in the betting odds and people wanting to take a stab at Tiger? Yeah, I mean, it's currently 40 to 1, which doesn't seem enough odds for me. Uh, it's tough to win at the Masters, although he's got that course down. I mean, that's one of the courses you either fit it or you don't, and that's why you see uh, when you're betting matchups and et cetera, you want to take a hard look at past results, and I don't care if you got to go back three, four, five years uh, uh, to see that. But the problem now in golf is all these 20-year-olds, and <laughs> lower 20-year-olds, haven't been playing long enough to get a good feel how they play these courses. So that's a, a kind of a a bone they threw in there, but, uh, yeah, Tigers, uh, it'll be great for golf to even have him play, but, uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I don't think I'd put anything on him, but boy, what a story that would be <laughs> if he did do something like that. It would be amazing. Yeah. Dave is a gasp right now. He's actually highly offended by your statement, but I digress. <laughs> um, Mike, Dave and I were talking a little bit earlier, Tiger and Phil moved the needle for this sport. If you don't have them playing in a major, fills out of this one, obviously, what type of handle do you see? Does it drop off, or is golf kind of a niche sport from a betting standpoint that people who bet it are going to continuously bet it regardless of the situation? Well, either way, it's kind of a result of Tiger. I mean, the number of people that golf now that didn't before Tiger, percentage-wise, is amazing. Uh, so that's just what he's influenced on that. But you're right. And a lot of it was COVID. Uh, you know, that was something to bet that he couldn't get on other sports for a while. Uh, it also gave a boost to, like, some horse tracks. Like, Fonner Park in the middle of Nebraska was getting, you know, pools of $10 million on every week when, the, when COVID was running wow. and some of the tracks weren't. So uh, people find a way to get to something, and, and sometimes it doesn't matter what sport or who it is or what it is. They just want to have some action and for entertainment purposes. So it's interesting, uh, to say the least. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Masters next week, we're going to we, – we get bets on it nonstop starting – Probably about after the Super Bowl, people really start concentrating on on the Masters. And, uh, of course, I'm uh, hoping Brooks Kepka can win all four majors this year so I can retire. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'd like to see that as well. Uh, Mike, very quickly, got about 30 seconds to go here. We mentioned uh, Augusta, of course, starting on Thursday. That coincides with Major League Baseball with their later opening here. How crazy is that going to be on day one of the Masters if Tiger plays and Major League Baseball? That's got to be a great day for the books. Yeah, it'll be good. And, uh, you know, unbelievably on the World Series right now, the most tickets we have to win the World Series are on the Mariners. So I, wow. I saw that and I go, I got to I gotta do some research <laughs> and see what's going on because uh, I don't know if everyone, someone knows something or if we had a huge convention in Vegas that was uh, like Amazon or everyone from yeah. Seattle was down here or something. But uh, uh, then it's followed by the Dodgers and Yankees, which is, makes sense. It's just seeing that Mariners on top with the most tickets, uh, it, it makes me think we, I, I need to do some research before I talk too much about that. But uh, the other thing that's interesting about World Series is... Got to wrap it up. Sorry, season. Mike. We got to uh, go up against no the worries. break. Always great to have Mike Perani on. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet Betting Network. Bet Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.